if you are in a place where you're feeling lost, unseen, discouraged, disappointed, lonely, depressed, anxious, reach out. If you want to move from where you are to where you want to be, you have to make choices that allow you to get there. And that's creating space for the people and the environment that are going to allow you to thrive. We all can get bruised. I have been fucking bruised in 2022 and especially in this last month with the things that have been happening to me, but I am not broken. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O.com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast, episode 136. Today we're talking about reflection and resetting as we head into the new year 2023. I can't believe it, but the time has arrived and what a blessing it is for us to be here sharing space, talking about walking into a new year, which means there's new possibilities of prosperity, connection, and growth. Ah, amazing. Well, if you haven't noticed, I needed a little break. So it's been a while, uh, two weeks that you've heard from me because I tell you what, I just needed that time. And normally around this time of the year, when it's the holiday season and it's the end of December, I hard charge. I keep at it just as much as I do in all the other weeks of the year. And it was different. This year kicked me in the butt and (laughs) I needed to pivot and take some time for myself before I recorded this final episode of 2022. Why is that? Well, there has been a lot that has gone on in the last couple of weeks that affected me and I needed time to reflect. I really, really did. And heck, I'll just kind of start from the top (laughs) of a a list that I feel like had gotten longer than what I would have anticipated. 
at this time. I think the one, one thing that was weighing on me is my book and the fact that I had needed more time to submit revisions for it. And I just felt that pressure to perform. And as I was closing up a lot of the responsibilities uh, with my clients and the people that I coach, it was just overwhelming. And having a book being written at the same time, there's there's still just the same 24 hours in a day. And I underestimated, you know, those extra hours in the middle of the night that are basically taking up the hours that you're supposed to be sleeping. So uh, that compromises your health, your energy. And that's really where I was at these last couple of weeks is uh, if I needed to find the time and the space, I, I had to tap in <laughs> to the capacity that I normally would have contributed to the podcast and uh, use that to, to, to redistribute to the book and just the energy that I needed to, to give to my family, my friends, and myself. Uh, I wouldn't say I was having a, a breakdown, but I was probably close to it based on everything that was going on with me um, and around me. So I do think that the, 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 the book, um, you know, going into this publishing phase uh, was, was a lot more than I realized. And, and then I, I didn't think it was going to affect me as much as it did. But when I heard about the death of Stephen Twitch boss, I was so jarred, so jolted by that news that on December 13th, his wife, Allison Holker, called the police because her husband was, didn't, you know, he left home, left his car home. It was an oddity that he just disappeared and checked into a hotel room with just a small bag. And when he didn't check out on time in that small little place, I think it was the Oak Tree Hotel, Motel in Encino, California, they found that he committed suicide. The, 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 the last episode that I, that I came out with before this was on December 14th. So, um, <clears throat> this, this was all in alignment, but I, I just was so floored. I was so floored because I look at Twitch and I am enamored by him as a human being. I've always enjoyed watching him from the, the time that he became a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance, which is how he met his wonderful wife, Allison, and they, they have three kids, you know, uh, two of their own, one that he adopted from her 
uh, from a previous relationship. It's just been so much fun to watch them. Their, how fun they are, their love story, their passion and their talent with dance. Then he got on the Ellen show and became her DJ and just lit up the world with his wit, his personality, just added so much flair to the show and just continued to do so many magnificent things in the world of entertainment from acting to performing. Obviously, he's got his millions of followers on Instagram and the social media world. And so his influence was just so far and wide. And I, I cannot find one negative statement about that human being. So I couldn't help but think to myself, wow, you know, as an outsider looking in, you would never, ever guess. He was never the person that was dark and dreary or uh, demonstrated those quote unquote signs of depression or anxiety or uh, not being fulfilled or and anything like that. All the things that if we were talking here with a psychologist or a professional, they would be saying, well, these are the signs of someone who might be going through something difficult and needs some extra support and whatnot. And one of the things I will say is that it's important, at least in my assessment, not to have judgment and have an indictment on this kind of situation, because many might say, oh, this is a selfish thing to do when you decide to take your life and there's so many people that you leave behind. And I think it's it's an easy thing to say, to go in that direction. But the truth of the matter is that you don't know what people are going through. You really just don't know that. And he spent a life, Twitch spent a life of being what we all saw to be a selfless human being. And one of the things that I feel like I can resonate with Twitch in is that I feel that he was a person of service. I feel that he was a person that felt it was his calling to light up the world around him. And that's how I feel. I absolutely feel like it's my calling to serve others. And so when I do this podcast show and I coach people and I do volunteer work, it's because I want to make a difference. I want to make the world better with each interaction that I have. And I, I think sometimes in that vein, in that mindset, when you're a person of service, a person who wants to give. I know I'm a person that gives way better than I receive. Like it's been the holidays. I can't even really tell somebody, oh, what do you want for Christmas? It's it's uncomfortable. It's like when you feel that you have what you need, it it's such a it's such a difficult thing to to say, oh well, what I really want to say is nothing. But of course, my amazing family is like, well, just even something, a gift card or this or that. It's it's always so difficult for me to do that. And it's not difficult for me to do for others, though, to figure out something creative, um, which I honestly, I don't feel like I did the best job this year. 
again, going back to me feeling overwhelmed, I feel like I could have put a lot more creative energy into the kinds of gifts that I did for people and all of that. But um, anyways, my, my point with, with this part of my commentary is that when you're a person who is used to serving and that's how you get your joy, sometimes when it comes to your inner battle or your inner struggles, which I do believe we, we face, we all face and perhaps more intensely at different times of our life, it can feel lonely. It can feel hard. And it feels like you can be a burden to others when you're in the seat of listening more than you are being listened to, it can feel very uncomfortable. And I certainly find myself facing those feelings. I can't speak for whatever Twitch was thinking, going through and feeling during that time about two weeks ago, but I can say that there is a part of me that empathizes with with what that could have been. It can feel very lonely when you're a person that is uncomfortable with placing your issues, challenges, problems, ruminations upon others. And uh, it's something I'm working on. I don't know if maybe that was something he was potentially working on. Um, but I, ha I have found myself having to call up girlfriends more frequently to just talk through the kind of stuff that's on my heart, things that I don't necessarily have an answer to that are bothering me. And I have to get over the fact that it's not intruding or invading their time, because if they don't have the time at the moment when I reach out, they will find the time to reach back out to me when they can. Uh, and they have. I have had to make more phone calls this month, and there was always somebody on the other line, or on the Marco Polo video, or on the voice text, or on the text message. We have so many ways to communicate, so many ways to communicate. So I will tell you now, if you are in a place where you're feeling lost, unseen, discouraged, disappointed, lonely, depressed, anxious, reach out, reach out to someone you trust, someone who you know, will listen, someone you can share with and go from there. It's that simple. Just pick that one person and go from there. You don't have to pick 10 people. It could be a friend, a loved one, a professional, but make that conscious decision. And one of the things I found myself doing in my recent struggles emotionally is writing. I've been journaling uh, to process my feelings. And sometimes you need to have that with yourself. And sometimes it helps to have that with others. But I think both serve a purpose. Sometimes it's you connecting with you. Sometimes it's you connecting with others. Uh, but just think about that. 
And if you need to be that person that's there for someone else, don't hesitate to ask if somebody needs that extra support. If you see that friend who uh, may be suffering or you could tell that they're going through a hard time or better yet, just checking in, even if you don't visibly see some kind of suffering, because I'm, I'm sure if there was somebody that we talked to today, that new Twitch might say that they did not see signs of struggle or, or something like that. Right. So, um, be a person that just calls to check in to say, how are things going? How are you? What's new? How, how, how can I support you? It's really that simple. It doesn't have to be this big thing that takes up a lot of time, but we have lost in some ways that power of connection with our voice from phone to phone to FaceTime and even in person. If you're fortunate enough to be next to in the same uh, region as someone where you can go to lunch or dinner or coffee, do that. We we're, we do have this virtual world where when people are far away, you can do Zoom and and these other mechanisms of, mechanisms of connecting. But um, you know, there's such an impersonal aspect of connecting today that is the whole you know uh, text message, DM, comment on social media, and that's that's just far less to me personally impactful than the tone of your voice. The, 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 the intonation, the feeling, the passion, the, the compassion, the, uh, you know, all of that human emotion is what creates the connection. So do that service to you and to others and make it a point to connect. So that was a big one. And then a couple of other things, um, December 26th. We lost our dog radar and it telling you it broke me. It broke me. And here's the thing, you know, you might be listening and if you're not a dog or an animal pet person, I, I, I get it. I know you, it might be like, seriously, these fucking like pet people. <sighs> well, I am one of those people that has a special place in my heart for animals because they are more loyal than humans. I'm telling you right now, if you want to know what it feels like to have a loyalty, have a dog. It is a freaking crime that they pass before we do because they are so profoundly impactful in our lives. But Talk about loyalty. That is loyalty. The kind of love and loyalty you get from a, a little creature like that is, is indescribable. I got to spend four years with his precious little being, and it just changed my life. He lit me up and just brought out so much love, so much joy, and, and so much goodness. I, I'm, oh, I miss him so dearly. I watch his videos and see his pictures and just, 
uh, relish in those memories because of how wonderful how wonderful it was to have him in my life. So I feel so blessed as heartbroken, heartbroken as I am still by that happening. It was a, such a devastation for my family. Um, but I'm really lucky to have my family in town, my sister, my nieces, my brother-in-law to help support my mom and I um, through this difficult time. And I've cried so much that I have... Fortunately, I'm able to keep it together. But if I if I stay on this topic, it's it's it, it won't stay this way. So um, that has been very very difficult for our family. So if you are a person who has had a pet and has lost it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then not to freaking mention the last two weeks, haven't had hot water in my house. So that has been ridiculous, an absolute just nuisance. And fortunately, yes, there are other places. I have another property. I have uh, some um, some other places, um, multiple properties that we can utilize. And so that helped us during this time period where we didn't have hot water. But, um, you know, I talked about gratitude in a previous episode and how I'm fortunate that there are other options. I recognize that that doesn't always exist. And so we, we made the best of it, um, having to do that. And, but, but yeah, nonetheless, it's, it's still something, it's a logistical thing to deal with, to have to physically go somewhere else (laughs) to shower when you could be doing that in the place that you live. Right. So, so that was going on. Um, So all of that's to say I needed the time. I needed the extra time to give it to where, where it needed. And, uh, you know, a couple things that I, that I really just reflected on during this was just life is short. You know, we see that from the loss of people, pets, and, and you do have to really make the best of every day. And so that was a big lesson or a big reflection for me. I think, uh, Leah Miko talked about this in a recent episode I did with her, and it really has stuck with me, which is around, you can control your attitude and your effort. Always, always. Through good, bad, sad times, you can always show up in control of your attitude and your effort. And um, I think it's important for us to remember that. How we show up will give back to us, you know, that energy we emanate is, it, it will come back right to us. And the other thing that I want to encourage you to do, you know, it's the end of the year, you might, uh, you might not want to hear this, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyways. And it's that um, forgiveness, you know, probably do a whole series on forgiveness. But if this was your last day, here on the earth. Do you want to leave having grudges or bad vibes with people that you know deep down inside you love and care about? Setting aside your pride and your ego to acknowledge forgiveness in relationships is not easy, but boy, what you can gain 
in having meaningful conversations, even if it meant, now I'm not saying go and be best friends with uh, relationships that don't serve you in that capacity. So whether it's a business partnership, a friendship, an intimate relationship that has shifted or changed, what I'm saying is, are there, you know, discussions, conversations, closure that you could have so you don't harbor feelings of ill will or animosity or negativity towards others? You don't want to carry that energy with you. So think about that. Think about if there are some of those relationships that need to be mended, even if it means going into the new year. Wouldn't that be amazing to have those relationships in a place, even if it was at a distance? I'm not saying that it needs to be maintained, but if it can provide you with peace in your heart, what that could look like for you. So I want to shift that was my reflection. That was, that was a lot. <laughs> it's probably, you know, much of this episode, but I want to talk about after you go through this process of reflection, which I think is so important, not just at the end of the year, it just so happened that it all sort of fell that way for me, but do this process often is after you do that, sometimes you need to reset. You need to reset to a place where you can move forward and have momentum. That was my alarm that went off that told me I'm enough. And I certainly need to hear that these days. <laughs> so sometimes I need to have the alarm to help me reset. And uh, one of the ways that I like doing that, particularly at this time of the year, is with the word of intention. I've mentioned in a previous episode that my word of intention for 2023 is impact. That is something I want to put more of into the universe, into the world, into the ether in all the dimensions of my life. And I'll talk about how I want to do that. But I would love to know what your word of intention is for 2023. What do you want to put into the world more of? And uh, how are you making decisions so that you are living into that intention? What does that look like for you? So in, an, in a previous episode, I talked about health, wealth, and relationships. And I think this is a perfect time to reset on exactly more precisely and more specifically how you want to set your goals. In my mastermind, we call it four rocks. We try to establish what are those four rocks that are, as you move into a new year, that is your North Star, that if nothing else these are the things that you're working on constantly, all the time, that you're committed to, that you have conviction for. More, most likely, you have a list of many things that you want to do for the new year. Uh, and you may need to reset on a regular basis. Resetting might look like a monthly process for you, perhaps a quarterly process. Uh, but it's okay. This reflect and reset should be cyclical because we evolve as people and the things around us evolve. So I don't expect that you should feel stuck or static to the things that are talked about today because they may shift and change tomorrow or next week or next month. So give yourself the permission to make adjustments as needed. 
But what I want you to get out of this episode is what specifically are you targeting and honing in on when you think about your four rocks, goals, whatever fits your version of the future and how you have intentions. I like setting more specific intentions versus just that one um, New Year's resolution because I think it's easy for you to pick that one thing and um, it's not broad enough. It's you're, you're not touching all the elements of your life. And I believe that in order to make progress in a meaningful way, we have to look at our lives holistically, all the pieces of it. So maybe that resolution for you is that number one priority, but I think we have to do a better job of looking at our lives as a whole and not just this, you know, um, one dimensional area. So I have curated my own list of specific things to do. And I like the idea of health, wealth, and relationships because those are those big buckets. Um, if you are familiar with the wheel of life, that is another way that you can break your goals up into. You can honestly just punch it into Google and you can decide. Usually it's about eight categories. It could be, you know, spiritual, social, financial, uh, career, all of all of that. But these these are, I would say, the bigger buckets because uh, that's kind of how I like to look at things as a whole. And so, I've talked about before, you know, quitting alcohol on my birthday. Uh, for, you know, turning 40 years old in January. And just uh, for me, I know my metabolism is, is changing and I know my father passed away at 40. And so it's a decision that works for me. That's what I want to do for myself. But honestly, you know, uh, another important one, and this is actually one of my four rocks, something I'm committing to throughout the entire year is my workouts and having a better routine because it was an absolute disaster in 2022. Sometimes I hit everything hard and it was on point and it was so consistent. And then I fell off and then I'd get back on and it was more like a roller coaster ride than it was a consistency for me. So one of my rocks is having at least three 60-minute workouts a week at a minimum. So if it's more than that, awesome. But the minimum is the three times a week. And I really love Zumba. I'm Anybody who's listened to me enough knows that. So uh, that I would like that to be at least one of the, <laughs> one of the three things. But, you know, it's great if I can do if I can do more, but with what I have on my plate, I know I want to be uh, realistic about what I know I can manage, and it'd be awesome if I can rock it out and do even even more than that. Um, vegetables, definitely know I need to be rocking with more vegetables. So <laughs> having it at least uh, at sir having you know, two servings at two meals a day would be ideal. It's not one of my four rocks, but it is on the list of things that I want to do. Um, 
And one of the other rocks, and I do think it's attached to, to wealth and well-being, is, is having a trip once a quarter to somewhere new. It's fine if it's locally, domestically, abroad, but just making sure that I'm putting myself in, in environments where I am opening myself up to being curious, learning, meeting new people. And I think travel um, in small and big ways are, are a tremendous way to expand perspective. And so that's something that's important to me. Um, I like to reset in that. You know, I think we're, we're coming through the pandemic management period where travel is more abundant and we know how to manage ourselves through the different uh, things that are out there. So I would, would like to be able to get back to that. Um, you know, in the wealth category for me, it, you know, and, and I want to say that my word of intention, I want threaded through all of my goals. So that's something to think about for you. Uh, that's something I want for me is how do I see impact threading to, through all these areas? Um, and in the health category, going back to the, that for just a second, I want... I want to have a positive impact on my on two things related to to health. One is energy and weight management. I want to be able to manage my weight to a healthy level and have the energy I need to do all of the things that I've committed to, particularly in business. And so if I don't take care of my health, then I will be unable to do everything else. And that's why, uh, you know, I talk about health being my number one category. In, in 2023. And so related to wealth, the impact that I want to have is building a pipeline for the entertainment and coaching clients that I, that I have. So it's, it's really about momentum and growth to impact more people. That's the ultimate goal. And so through my, my, my objective is that Q1 will be incredibly strategic so that I can have a strong execution plan um, for the rest of the year. And so every month there's a certain set of goals, but for the first quarter, I've, I've really focused on my book in terms of publishing as, as that being a foundation to build up my coaching business uh, in January, really making sure that the budgets are completed for the, our coaching and our entertainment business that we started with State Dorado. You know, I talked with y'all about that before, uh, buying this property, using it for events and rentals, and, and really having that as a another uh, investment for passive income. And our strategy is B2B marketing uh, to really uh, raise our clientele. And so having the budgets, having the market strategy is important in January. Um, and then February and March, I have... You know, I always talk about who are the people, who are the people that you invest time and energy in, who is your circle, who is your mentors, your coaches, who are the people that you're putting in your life that is ex helping you to accelerate to the next place that you want to go in, in your business, in life. And um, in February, I... I'm having a coaching day with Lewis Howes and other entrepreneurs, and so that will be an intentional way for me to focus on the growth of my business. And then in March, I have a brand strategy retreat day with my writing coach, Ashley. So we can talk about using my book, of course, as part of my 
uh, strategy for business growth, but how does that play into all the other elements of my business, the kind of programs that I, that I do, the kind of coaching packages, um, the whole nine yards, how I uh, market on my website, everything that has to do with me, born unbreakable, being a coach, and how I serve people, how I help people, how I add value to my clients. And so then all of that leads to uh, how do I grow my business? And so if I pour into Stay Dorado and Born Unbreakable, and I can produce $100,000 of new revenue and have at least 50% of that go to profit to invest and grow even more, um, that would be the ideal goal. You know, after being able to ensure that we're paying our debt, our expenses, and then having profit to to keep building, to keep growing, you know, that's that's the goal of any entrepreneur is to is to keep on keeping on and Im- impact. I think is is a tremendous way for me to really have that focus in my head around bringing value to clients and and how to do that effectively. And then this last category of relationships, I talked before about, I've done a great job of building my network. It's been tremendous. And now so much of it is about nurturing. And so my um, rock here is around quarterly connections and making sure that I have all of those meetings on the book to to ensure that I'm connecting with those important relationships at least quarterly. And I determine which events I'm going to quarterly and that should produce new relationships. So while I'm nurturing the relationships I have, I'm also building new relationships and determining from there which relationships to, to nurture of those that are net new. And then of course, um, making sure that I am carving out the time, the quality time for the people that I love that are in my personal life. Uh, and and that will be obviously more than quarterly. <laughs> Hopefully that really turns out um, weekly. And, and I'm, I'm certainly committed to that. But if I had to summarize for you, and this is this process that I'd like you to go through is to pick out what are those top things that you want to really focus on, really reset, ground yourself and say that every day, these are the things that I'm going to commit to doing something for that it becomes a habit of consistency and discipline and accountability, consistency, discipline and accountability. How can I get those attached to these major goals that I have for 2023 for me? It's the 60-minute workouts three times a week at a minimum, going on a quarterly trip to somewhere new, achieving that net uh, prop, net revenue of a, an additional 100K and having quarterly connections scheduled to nurture those key relationships that are pouring into me personally and professionally. So those are my four rocks. I reserve the right to assess <laughs> if uh, those remain to stay uh, the most important throughout the year. But that is really the assessment that I've done up until this point. Um, 
And there's one last thing that I want to add to this, which is I also want to throw in the bonus of you thinking about what to say no to. What do you need to say no to in 2023 that will enable you to reach the goals that you have? Remember, <laughs> there's only 24 hours in a day. If you're giving your time, your energy, and your effort to anything that is not aligned to the things that you have set as goals and priorities, then you're not serving those things, right? So my objective is that anything that does not align with my vision of being a mission-driven messenger to impact and influence people positively and to reach these goals of the four rocks that I just shared with you, then I should be saying no. You know, if I feel like I'm going to be in an environment where people are forcing me to drink when I've made the decision not to do that and they can't respect that, then maybe that's an environment that I don't need to be in. Uh, fortunately, I feel like people respect that, but you know, I mean, you never know. Um, you know, if I if I feel like there is something that would take my time and pull me away from exercise um, or the business focus, then should I should I be saying yes to that? You know, and even interviews when I'm asked to come on shows, if what if, if what I'm being asked to come on a show for doesn't align with these things that I'm talking about that I believe in and feel that I could be a pr good promoter of, then maybe I'm not the right guest to come on a show. And I, I want to be able to be upfront with someone and say that. But it's very important for you to figure out what to say no to so that you're saying yes to the right things. And so that leads me to this point, which is what boundaries do you need to set? in 2023. And so saying no is one thing. But when I say boundaries, I mean, an extension of that into your relationships of understanding if there are relationships that aren't serving you, how do you create a healthy boundary? Like you might not kick out someone completely from your life. But you know, we talk about this notion of having people in the right seat. If they're not meant to be in the front row, if they need to be in the balcony, or they need to, you know, not get a ticket to the show. You have the right to make those decisions at any given time. <laughs> Remember that. You are the driver of your destiny in your life and you get to choose who is there and who is not there. Do not be afraid to set boundaries. And even with the people that are closest to you, family, friends, people you grew up with. Do not be afraid. You need to be thinking about this new year to make space for the people that are going to add value, add energy, add excitement, add prosperity, add opportunity to your life. What does that look like? Create the future friends that are going to accelerate you to where you want to go. If you want to move from where you are to where you want to be, you have to make choices that allow you to get there. And that's creating space for the people and the environment that are going to allow you to thrive.
So, you know, my intention for this episode is, is the opportunity for you to take this space with me in this podcast episode to really think about those lessons that are a reflection for you. So you give yourself that time to appreciate 2022, appreciate and have gratitude for everything that you've learned this year and begin to think about what growth looks like for you in 2023. I believe in you. I believe in your ability to prosper. I believe in your ability to have a positive impact on the world around you, even to perfect strangers. So channel channel that, take that message with you and pass this along to anyone that you think could use the inspiration and the encouragement today. As we close out the year and you want to lift people up, do them that favor to share this episode. Spread the message of Born Unbreakable. We all can get bruised. I have been fucking bruised in 2022 and especially in this last month with the things that have been happening to me, but I am not broken and neither are you. You must know that. And sometimes it is when we are in the darkest depths of despair, it's hard for us to see the light But if you fight, if you have grit, if you have tenacity, you will persevere. And I promise you that light will be there and you will get to the other side of that fear, of that uncertainty, of that doubt. And that is why this show exists. It's about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. We go through these loops in our life to get to the other side and we do it in community. I'm grateful to have you as a part of this community to grow this community of people who are overcoming every day and inspiring every day. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited for 2023 and everything it has in store for the guests that will come on and inspire you in the new year. Please be safe, whatever it is that you do, whether you're staying in and are going out there and turning up. Either way, Be the best version of you and walk in to the new year feeling whole, feeling alive, and feeling like you love yourself more than ever. Because when you have that within you, then you can give that love away. But until you give it to you, you won't be able to give that to to others. Fill up your cup. You can't operate on an empty cup, so fill it up. Make sure you're full because I know, I know that you have a lot. You have more, more, even more to give in 2023 than you did than ever before. Bless you. I wish you all the prosperity in the world and I will see you in 2023. Remember, you are your only limit, so take action today. See you next time.